Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you, Mark Leslie with us, Haunted Hospitals. I love it. Tell us about Rhonda Parrish a little bit, Mark, and then we'll get back into the story. So uh, Rhonda is a writer and editor who lives in uh, Alberta, Ontario. She is uh, amazing. She does, uh, she's got anthologies. She's got fiction that she writes. And she also just recently released um, uh, Erie Edmonton, uh, so Edmonton, Alberta. And that's a, a book that she co-authored with um, a psychic, uh, basically a, a, a medium who oh, cool. uh, explores uh, haunted locations. And, and so she was, she was great to work with. Uh, Macabre Montreal. Tell us about this one. <laughs> so another co-authored book. Shana Krishnasamy is a colleague of mine who's a writer, and uh, she lives in Montreal, Quebec. And uh, she, again, <clears throat> I, I'm open to when people suggest collaborations. I love it. And Shana said, well, hey, we could we could work on this book together. I live in Montreal. I can take some pictures. And and it was a fascinating book. So Montreal is the second largest Canada, uh, second largest city in Canada. And um, to Toronto, right? Toronto's the biggest. I would yeah, guess. Toronto, yeah. So you've got Toronto, Vancouver, and, and Montreal as the three largest cities, which are you know, in compared to larger cities in the U.S., relatively small. But for us, they're big. And uh, and Montreal was fascinating because when I write a, a book of ghost stories uh, about a city, either a city I live in or a city I love, I learn so much about the history of the city. I learned so much about that. And one of the most fascinating things related to hospitals in Montreal were the experiments that happened in, um, uh, in the, the, the you, you, I'm sure you must have had guests on your show talking about Project MK Ultra. And yes, oh yeah, Control. many, yes, sure have. Yeah, and so there's a lot of details at the uh, Allen Memorial Institute, McGill University, and all of the terrifying things that happened uh, in the hospitals there. So that was one of the things I, I didn't really know a lot about until I got into the book, and so... Um, again, and, and the, um, in a lot of cases, it's just the disturbing things that people do to one another. Um, but again, when you think about the trauma that happens, you wonder, what did that trauma leave behind that's going to be on that location and is going to haunt people? Well, absolutely. That's that's amazing. When I say Quebec, I sometimes say Quebec. Is that pretty accurate? Yeah, I think you can do it either way. Uh, Quebec, Quebec, <laughs> there's, 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 no, uh, there's no one way. Of Were you it. born in Canada? Yeah, I was born in Canada. I was born in Ontario. Super. One of our hosts, uh, Richard Serrett, uh, who hails from the Toronto area. Oh, cool. And I'm only about an hour, an hour and a half outside of the Toronto area. I did a couple live shows, uh, Mark, at the Queen Elizabeth Theater in Toronto over the last few years. Oh, my God. If we ever do Canada again, and once they open up the borders, we'll make sure we have you as one of our live stage show guests. Oh, that would be awesome awesome to see you in person. That would be an honor to see you in person. That'd be cool. That would be fun. You go to a lot of uh, places where you meet people. Do you get a lot of stories from them that way? Oh, yeah. It's, um, it happens a lot, and then people open up a lot. It, it seems to be people are willing to talk about and share ghost stories. And so one of the, one of the uh, stories I got that I ended up using in haunted hospitals, I was doing a, um, a talk at uh, Hamilton uh, Public Library. And, you know, at the end of the talk, I, uh, I, I signed books, and I talked to people and stuff like that. And this one gentleman just kind of hung back at the very, very end. And um, and we ended up going out for a coffee to talk about this story because he was talking about an old hospital that had been a psychiatric uh, hospital, Century Manor in Hamilton, which is one of the largest psychiatric facilities in the province uh, back in its day. It was closed down now. It's basically uh, an abandoned building, but it was connected to the larger hospital structure through these underground t- some 
disturbing stories. One of the ones uh, that just stuck with me was he was uh, walking through the building and he heard voices at the end of this hallway and it's an abandoned building. So he got to the end of it and he thought it's teenagers, right? He's like, Oh, I'm going to get, I'm going to catch them. Yeah. And, uh, and he hears these voices. So he opens the door and there's two nurses standing there in, in that old fashioned nurse uh, outfit garb. And, and they're, and they're, they look like they're in the middle of a conversation. They both turn. And then the one turns back to the other one and said, see, I told you he could hear us. Whoa. Slam the door. Whoa. <laughs> and then he was trying to figure out what happened, opens the door again, and there's nothing there. Uh, and then about 10 minutes later, he was walking through a tunnel and he felt this force like there's this huge wind tunnel force, just kind of as if something was pushing at his back, trying to get him out. And uh, he fled. Uh, this was back in the day, way before cell phones. He basically left uh, the, the campus of the hospital, went to the nearest payphone phoned his boss and said, I quit. I'm done. I'm not going back. That was it for him, huh? And that was it. He's like, I'm, I'm not, I, I, I can't get paid enough to do this. You travel a lot because of your job, don't you, as a writer? Yeah, as, as a writer and somebody who works in the industry, I'm constantly on the road, which really gives me a chance to, um, you know, if I can take a detour to check out haunted locations, either that I'm writing about in the future or that I plan to write about or even ones I've written about but I haven't seen yet. Well, just about every city has something that's haunted that the community knows about, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. And one of the things I recommend to people and I love to do is if I'm in a, a new city, I look for the local ghost walks, the historic ghost walks that they have. It's a fascinating way to learn more about a locale uh, and get and, and have a really fun evening, obviously. Uh, you know, going for a walk, checking some things out and hearing some really, really creepy tales. Uh, here in St. Louis, where I am right now, Mark, we uh, have a what is called the Lemp, L-E-M-P, mansion. And the family that owned a brewery of the Lemp Brewery years ago, this is during the Anheuser-Busch early days and everything else. Yeah. This is a beer capital here. Lots of people from Germany came here, and they made beer. And, uh, you know, Anheuser-Busch exploded into a giant company. Lemp, uh, Lemp Brewery was pretty good size, uh, you know, a long time ago. But anyways, members of the family, two or three of them, committed suicide in this mansion. And every Halloween, they open it up for tours. It's haunted. And, you know, and they go through the whole regalia of haunted things and things like that. But, uh, you know, I, that's another story for you. I know, and I'm actually, I've been compiling uh, stories for Spirits Untapped, which is Haunted Bars and Breweries, so thank you so much. I'm making notes as you're telling me the stories. I have to go and add uh, Lemp uh, Mansion and Lemp Brewery and see what I can find, uh, what stories I can Yeah, L-E-M-P. Perfect. Thank you so much. That's fantastic. What other spots have you been to that are somewhat haunted? Uh, I think uh, there was the, um, uh, in the Western West Virginia, there was the Trans-Allegheny uh, Lunatic Asylum. The Lunatic, uh, that's what they called it? Yeah, that's, that was the name of it. And uh, Liz and I, my partner Liz and I, we, we were in um, Florida, we were in Orlando, and we were driving all the way back up to Ontario, and, and, and we got back to um, uh, Western Virginia. It was, I think it was like 14-hour uh, drive uh, or 17 hours, just some crazy uh, time, and we got uh, to the town at what, 1 in the morning. And uh, because we wanted to do the ghost walks, we wanted to go because they had some haunted ghost walks and uh, stuff. Uh, and we wanted to be able to get up in the morning, go on the go on that and then kind of get back, uh, get back home. And I have to say, 
the drive through the mountains in the fog when we're both really, really tired was just eerie and creepy in and of itself. Because as I mentioned, I'm afraid of the dark, right? So uh, that was kind of creepy. But um, getting to see that, now this is interesting because this was a chapter Rhonda had written. So I'd only proofread it. I didn't, you know, I didn't get into the details and research the details. So it was fascinating for me to go visit it, get some pictures in person, and then go on a tour and understand it in the depth that uh, Rhonda understood it as she had researched it for the chapter. And, and I always find that, uh, especially when I co-author a book, I tend maybe not to dig into the details as much because you kind of rely on your co-author to do all of that uh, research. But that was uh, a fascinating tour. We didn't see anything, unfortunately, but um, got a great picture of, of um, a wheelchair that uh, our guide had shared. And it was great. It was only Liz and I on this one tour because it was it was uh, it was a quiet day, and right. so we we basically got to monopolize all this time and ask him a million questions, and uh, got some pictures of that. And then there's this weird room where these bats had had come in, and he, and he kind of freaked us out a little bit because Ooh. he kind of walked up to the door and he just kind of pounded on the door, and then something pounded back immediately, and it was this really freaky noise and this screeching. Uh, and then he said, "No, no, no, that's just bats," and he explained it. And I'm like, "Oh my god, that was terrifying." <laughs> I know they're all God's creatures, but bats are ugly little animals. You know? <laughs> yeah, like flying rats, right? I, I got to tell you, I mean, it's unbelievable. You spend a lot of time in hotels. Ever get into a, a dive hotel that was haunted? Uh, actually, uh, that same trip, it was that night when Liz and I got into Weston, West Virginia, about one in the morning. We were exhausted. We pulled into the first hotel. I run in because she's driving. I run in. They don't have a single room left. She said, okay, another mile down the road, there's another one. So we, we went into this, uh, I think it was an Econo Lodge, and, and I kid in, and it was almost like one of those creepy horror stories because uh, I, I get to the desk and I said, do you have any rooms? She said, well, we have one room left, but it's, uh, it's, two, uh, it's two double beds. We don't have a king or a queen or anything. I said, you know, we're, we're exhausted. We're just going to want to go to bed. So we check into the room, and uh, Liz takes the bed nearest uh, the bathroom and i take the uh the one nearest the door and and i and i you know i'm a, a scared kind of guy so i'm always listening for things like that and on our trip we had stayed at a dive uh hotel that was uh a lot lesser quality and in a scary neighborhood and it was one of the ones where we actually slept on top of the uh, we didn't sleep in the sheets we, we brought in blankets from the car because we just didn't want to sleep on them and we even pulled furniture in front of the door because we thought you know what if someone breaks in and so i wake up in the night uh, Liz, Liz pulls a hoodie over her head. She rolls over. She's asleep in 30 seconds. It takes me a long, long time to fall asleep. So I finally fall asleep, and uh, I had left my contacts in, which is a, another important thing. So were they the kind I hope you could sleep with? Yeah, they're the they're the ones I normally take them out every night. But they're the kinds you can wear. For at at, le at least you won't <laughs> lose your uh, top yeah. of your eye or anything. Like that. <laughs> no, nothing like that. So I wake up and and I see this woman uh, at the end of the bed. I hear shuffling feet and I see this woman walking towards the bathroom and so I lay there and I go okay Liz is going to the washroom and I wait for her to turn on the bathroom light and I wait for her and nothing happens and then and then I can hear her breathing in the bed beside me and I went oh my hmm. god there's a woman in our room and I sat up and I freaked out and I was like no okay Mark you were dreaming and maybe I thought okay I was awake she got up went to the washroom then I fell asleep and I woke up maybe 10 minutes later and thought that it only two seconds had passed. So it explained it away. Um, but I did check. I looked at, you know, the latch was still on the door. Our passports were still on the table, laptops, everything. Everything was fine. Then later on, I wake up and I hear sort of a, this clunk on the, on the table at the end of my bed. 
And I was like, oh, my God, someone's in our room. Someone's in the room. And, and again, I sat up and I freaked out. No, nope, she's sleeping. Everything's fine. So the next morning I mentioned to her, yeah, it's kind of funny. Did you get up and go to the washroom? And she said, oh, my God, no, I didn't. I didn't get up once. You know, I, I went to bed and that was it. And then so I, I explained to her what I thought I saw and laughed it off. And then she got this really pale look on her face. She turned to me and she said, well, I wasn't going to say anything, but I was laying in bed and I felt a presence over me. I felt a hand touch my shoulder and I thought it was you, but it didn't feel like you. It didn't, it didn't sense like me. And she thought there was a woman in the room who was trying to steal stuff. Wow. And so she steeled herself up because she's brave, unlike me. She steeled herself up and was ready to swing around and just punch her. And there was no one there. Uh, and so it was a, it was, that was a really freaky experience for the two of us. Uh, we couldn't explain it. Checked with the hotel, um, the front desk to see if anyone else had explained, had, had experienced stuff. And I haven't been able to find anything in my research about that place. But um, we believe that there was a woman in that room. Yeah, that that's creepy. Experienced. Mark Leslie with us. His book is called Haunted Hospitals. He co-wrote it with Rhonda Parrish. I always mention the co-writer, even though they may not be on the show, Mark, because a lot of times I, I envision them at home listening to you or listening to their co-writer, and the host never mentions who they are. And I'm, you know, I've, I, I would never want that to happen to me. That's that's disappointing, you know, just. Oh, for sure. You yeah. mention my. So, Rhonda, if you're out there listening, we mention you. <laughs> and she's awesome. Yeah. Super. Now, there's something very weird about you that I have to bring up. <laughs> Do you actually travel around in your car with a full skeleton next to yeah, you? I do. Yeah, uh, Barnaby Bones. Now, now he's not an actual human skeleton. He's plastic, but he's a life-size skeleton. But he, but he looks and, real to people, right? Yeah, as, he looks real skeleton. to people, and, and it, it's it's kind of part of my author brand. So when I when I'm at a book signing, I'm at an event. I'm sitting at a mall store, and I've got my books in front of me. Um, Barnaby's beside me because it does one of two things. Um, for people who are interested in the macabre, interested in ghost stories, the eerie, the supernatural, whatever, they see a skeleton and it's like a beacon. So they can come and talk to me. They know it's okay. If they don't like that kind of stuff, they know to stay away from the crazy man, right? Like stay away from him. He's kind of creepy. Um, the other thing that's great about that is it's a great icebreaker because pretty much everyone will come up and make a joke about, hey, your buddy looks like he needs to eat or he's been waiting here long or whatever. And it's it's a great catalyst for conversation. Um, but because I take them to so many events, I just leave them in the car. Uh, I actually have, um, <laughs> I have four barn beasts. <laughs> he sits up in the car so people can see him if they drive or walk by? Yeah, yeah. He actually sits in my passenger seat or he sits in the back seat. Right now I actually have two uh, Barnabies. I have one in the passenger seat and one in the, in the back seat. Have you ever and, been stopped uh, by law enforcement because of them? Uh, yeah, one night I was, uh, I was going to do the book launch for Spooky Sudbury and I was driving, uh, after work, I was heading up, uh, and it was about one in the morning. Uh, do you have ride programs, uh, where you're from, where they, uh, check to see if you were drinking and driving? Oh yeah. Yeah. And checkpoints and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So I'm on this deserted highway heading up north to Sudbury, Ontario, and, uh, there's a ride program. So there's stopping cars. And so I've got Barnaby with his seatbelt on right beside me, strapped in, and I'm driving up and, uh, you know, the officer, I rolled down the window and he says, you know, where are you heading? I said, oh, I'm heading to Sudbury, Ontario. And he said, have you had anything to drink? And I said, no, officer, I haven't had anything to drink. And he said, uh, how about your, uh, how about your buddy? And, and I went and I, and I kind of looked because you're not sure if you should joke or not. I said, oh, 
oh, officer, uh, alcohol goes right through him. <laughs> um, and then he got a serious look on his face, and he goes, no, seriously, what's with the stiff? Uh, at which point I said, oh, well, I'm on my way to launch a book, Spooky Sudbury. And I reached into the back seat where I had some copies. I said, would you like a copy? I could sign one for you. So I imagine he has a story now to tell his colleagues. Yeah, that's got to be a strange one that he tells his uh, buddies all about. To, to <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sure. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.